Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. Mary was blessed because she saw herself as she really was. She knew she was lowly. She knew she was fallen. She knew she was helpless. And even more, she knew that she was not one to be served, but she was actually a servant. And that brings me to truth point number two. Seeing oneself as one really is, is the first step toward the joy of knowing the overwhelming grace of God in your life, which leads to heartfelt worship. Seeing oneself as one really is, is the first step toward the joy of knowing the overwhelming grace of God. You know, when you think that you're more than you are, listen up, church. When you think you are more than you are, you live with a sense of entitlement. You think you deserve good things. And when people and or God do not give you what you think you're entitled to, your life is most miserable. Because there's no place more miserable than to think you're owed something and you're not getting it. But when you see yourself as you really are, lowly, fallen, helpless, and then God or people gift you with grace, you truly realize how blessed you are because you realize you are being given something you do not deserve. We're coming up on the Thanksgiving season. Mark it down. The seeds of Thanksgiving are seeing things as they really are. You may live in a fine home, and you may drive a fine car, and you may wear fine clothing, and your retirement account may be bulging, and your health may be good, and you may think you have need of nothing, and you may think that you deserve all those things. But my friends, none of us deserve those things. And if we look beyond the well-dressedness of prosperity we find that we are just like Mary, we're just like anybody else. We're lowly, we're fallen, we're helpless. The good news is, is that's who Jesus targets. Jesus targets the lowly. He targets the fallen. Not target them in a bad way, he targets them in a good way. He targets them because he knows they're ripe for blessing. About 30 years after the visitation of Mary with Elizabeth, Mary's baby was now a grown man. He had been a carpenter, but one day he shows up at the local synagogue there in Nazareth. And I don't know whether he asked for it or they just volunteered him, but somebody handed him the scroll of Isaiah. And he thumbed his way through there, unrolling that thing until he came to what we now call Isaiah chapter 1 verses 1 and 2, and this is what he read. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news. Okay, now I want you to notice, I put it in yellow so you can't miss it. Who's he going to proclaim this good news to? He's going to proclaim it to the poor. He has been sent to proclaim liberty to those who are captive. And he's going to preach recovery of sight to whom? To those who are blind. And he's going to set at liberty those who are oppressed. See, he targets the people who are in this spot. Now, really, all of us are in that spot, but not all of us recognize we're in that spot. 
But he targets those especially who recognize they're in that spot because he has come to set them free. He has come to bring good things to them, to bring life to them, to bring sight to them, to help them understand what's really important in this world. And I want to share this with you. Catch this, if you will, until we see ourselves as we really are. Poor, captive, blind, and oppressed. We will not be able to receive the good news of the gospel, liberty, sight, and freedom that Jesus gives. Seeing yourself as you are, as Mary did, is the first step to becoming who God sent Jesus to recreate you to become. And make no mistake about it, friends. Jesus didn't come to interject himself into your life to give you just a little treat. Make your life just a little better than it already is. No, he came to recreate you. Meaning that the natural you and me is not what needs to be. And he has come to recreate us into something beautiful. Something that will be worshipful to God. Something that can truly prosper as he defines it. Well, we move on and we find that not only did Mary see herself as she really was, but she came to see God as he truly is as well. Verse 49, for he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. Mary turns her attention away from from who she is to who God is and she identifies three aspects of his character. One is his power, second is his holiness, and third is his mercy. Just days before Mary asks Gabriel, as he tells her what's going to happen, he asks her to explain to him how she's going to become pregnant. I don't know a man. That's the only thing I know. And here's what he said. He said, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Friends, do you understand? Do you, do, do you grasp that God's power knows no limitation? Do you realize that this, this one that we gather week after week to worship He speaks and worlds and living things that did not exist moments before all of a sudden exist. Do you realize that he was able to bring a sinless Savior into the world by causing a virgin girl to conceive without the measure of uh, and the input of man? Do you understand that he erases sin's curse? condemnation and control over a sinner's life by taking our sin upon himself, dying in the flesh and rising again? Do you understand that he is so powerful that he moves in your life in such a way that he never violates your free will, but yet he opens your heart to believe even when you wouldn't naturally believe? Now friends, that is power. That is power beyond explanation. God's sovereignty is never thwarted, and yet my free will is not either. I don't get that. I don't have to get it. I just need to experience it. Mary saw God as he really is. Powerful enough to do whatever he pleases. And the reality of this caused her to lift up her voice in praise to the one who had chosen to reveal his unlimited power in her life. Second is... His holiness. Friends, when you encounter the word holy, you need to think of these two words. Set apart. That's what holy means. To be holy means to be removed from all 
that is of sin's darkness and to stand only in righteousness. <laughs> That's not even a word, in righteous light. Mary saw God as holy. He is, re- he is removed from everything that is of sin's darkness and he stands only in the light of righteousness. Yet what caused her to worship him was the fact that even though this is true of him, even though he is holy and she is not, she experienced him condescending to her so that she could bring him to where he is, so that he could bring her to where he is. And that's what the gospel is all about. Holy God invades an unholy world to rescue unholy sinners so that they can, by his grace, become holy even as he is holy. I can't help but think that if we could grasp this as Mary did, then our tongues would be loosed. and We would stand to our feet and give him praise just as she did. Because if the gospel of Jesus Christ has touched your life, then God in all of his power and all of his holiness has condescended to you to scoop you up out of an unholy condition, to plant your feet solidly in Christ, clothed in his holiness so that you become in his sight as Christ is holy. Mary's soul, her her innermost being, received the gift of seeing God magnified in her. His power was magnified in her. His holiness was magnified in her. And we find that his mercy was magnified in her as well. The reason that God did what he did for Zachariah and Elizabeth and for Mary and for you and I is all about his mercy. Truth point number three. God is working in the midst of sinful people who deserve condemnation so that mercy instead of judgment and flow to those who will by faith receive it. I'm so glad it wasn't just Zechariah and Elizabeth that he was focused on. Not just Mary. Not just the Jews. He's not focused on those who somehow find a way to demonstrate some monicum of merit in their life. But mercy for the person who deserves hell. Do you know who deserves hell? Dare you say it? Everybody. That means you too. You deserve hell. I deserve hell. I really deserve hell. We deserve hell. Isaiah wrote, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. You realize there's not a righteous one among us? There's not a sinless one in the bunch? Paul wrote, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seek after God. They have all gone out of the way. They have all together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. But Isaiah finished his statement by saying, and the Lord has laid upon him, who? The Messiah, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. You see, despite who we are, Despite our lowliness, despite our fallenness, our helplessness, God in his power and his holiness and his his mercy has paved the path to enable sinners to go from where they are into the righteousness of who he is. Isn't that beautiful? He has paved the path to allow sinners to go from where they are into the righteousness of who he is. Mary caught a glimpse of this reality. 
She caught a glimpse of this and, and, as God allowed her soul to be expanded and to see herself and his self as they really are. I got to tell you that this week, as I was studying and writing and now delivering this message, my soul is lifted up to magnify the Lord. I can't add a single thing to his greatness or his grandeur. But in his grace, he is allowing me to see him bigger than I did. Bigger than I did. Grander than I thought. More majestic than I could have dreamed. And because of that, I am confident my faith will grow. If you have yet to see God's role as Savior expanded in your heart through Jesus Christ, then I want to pray today that your eyes will be opened that your spirit will be brought alive in Jesus, and that you will sing with Mary, my soul magnifies the Lord. If you know Jesus this morning, but you're struggling, you're struggling to grow, to be more like him, I pray that God's role as developer of your spiritual walk will be expanded in your spirit today. I pray that your eyes will be opened God will cause you to grow as you submit your whole self to Him. And I pray that you will sing with Mary, My soul magnifies the Lord. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.